All right, guys, so this is episode 12. Um, This time around, we had a community member, a listener of the podcast. Uh, She reached out. She sent us the invite for the Q&A for the mental health facility or hospital, whatever whatever you want to call it, uh, that's going up in Temecula. And uh, we went to the Q&A and we had some questions and it raised a lot of red flags for us. So uh, this is meant to kind of inform you as the community and um, hopefully we can get more people on board on this. And if anybody has any information or would like more information, please don't hesitate to reach out. What do you got, Derek? Yeah, this is a this is a big deal. We kind of let loose on this one because, you know, it's just it's a big deal if this gets put in. I mean, you got to um, I don't know. If they have the meeting on video and stuff, but if they do, you should go check out the city council. It's a special like it was like a special board meeting. So the city is on to them already. Like they said, it's not going to build this for five years. So uh, good job to our community. Like, you know, you guys are, uh, you know, waking up and keeping track of these things because we heard about it. So, um, but yeah, check out the episode. Hope you guys enjoy. Um, yeah, if anybody knows more about what's going on on the inside at Smekla Valley Hospital with all this stuff, um, reach out. Yeah, we'll see you guys later. Enjoy episode 12. You ever wonder what is the truth? There go those two guys again. Why do they care so much about the truth? I honestly think their questions for the truth are problematic. Don't we all? What's going on, Temecula? Hey, hey. It's uh, Danny and Derek here. Uh, we want to talk to you guys about something. We kind of, uh, there's somebody who listens to the podcast and they reached out and they uh, sent us this flyer for this community meeting regarding the behavioral health hospital that's going in here in Temecula. Uh, it's going to be in the, um, the southwest corner of the facility over by uh, where the Temecula Hospital currently is. Right. So if you're basically if you're coming from the highway um, towards Butterfield Stage, then it's it's going to be right there on the left be- before the actual hospital, but just on their property. Um, and and there were a couple of things that you know kind of concerned us. One of the community members reached out and said, "Hey, you should check this out. This is what's going on." And um, we talked to a couple people. I talked to, there was even a doctor there from our from the ER um, that was kind of giving me some information that I found pretty interesting. Um, what did you think about what they had to say the other night, Derek? Well, I come from that industry. I used to work in like mental health facilities slash rehabs, you know, as a counselor and as like the clinical like admissions person. So I know how like, I know how the notes are written, how the insurance works, which is a big part of like any type of hospital visit. I know the type of people that come to facilities. I know the scams. I know how they make money. Um, What caught me off guard, honestly, was like the people running the hospital just seemed like very incompetent to me. It was like a mirror image of like (laughs) the old school board. I feel like they get fired and get hired on at hospitals. they couldn't answer very many questions. So like the layout was they, they told us the whole scheme, you know, they said it's not going to get start. It's not going to be built for another five years. So I think actually the community did a pretty good job of catching this. 
because typically I would have thought like, typically I would see the building already built and be like, what is this? And like, it'd be like already there. Like, oh, that's just a new, that's a new rehab pretty much. You'd be like, whoa, how did this, how did this get built? You know, I had no idea. But I feel like our community now is like, they're, they're awake. They know, they know like the reality of situations of like when you open up facilities like that next to, for, and it's also right next to the, uh, the school. So it, but yeah, we could keep going, but we'll get into it. Um, I just, I just want to add real quick. So just to kind of let you guys know what this is. And, and again, we went to the meeting, they had a PowerPoint presentation. It went about an hour and a half with the Q and a, and, um, what they were pitching to us is the idea that our community needs a mental health facility. Now, I wouldn't deny that, right? And I like the statistics and the numbers that they showed. And excuse me, I don't have notes in front of me. So this is just from what I remember off the top of my head. But I think that what they said was um, 25% of the people who are checked into the emergency room, 25% of those uh, have mental health issues. And I think that of that 25%, they said that 75% of them would be people who actually benefit from a facility like this. Now, here's the issue is from my perspective is they were selling us on the idea of, Hey, maybe your kids need this. Maybe your kids are bipolar or have anxiety and they need some sort of mental health facility. This is for you and for your kids and for the kids of Temecula. Then they went on to explain how currently in Riverside, there are only 10 beds for children for mental health issues. Okay. So here's the thing that they were pitching is if you have a kid that needs mental health treatment, then you have to drive 60 miles to San Diego or 60 miles up north or whatever. And think about it. If you want to spend the night with that kid, you have to get a hotel room. Why can't you spend the time with your child here in town? This town needs a facility. That sounds great. But the reality is that this is a facility for all of Riverside County. And you just told us that there's only 10 beds currently in Riverside County. And then even though they pitched us the story from the perspective of parents and our children, they later on disclosed that only one floor of the four will be children's beds. And I did the math. That's about 29 beds. So you're upping Riverside County from 10 beds to 39 and you expect me to believe that if my child needs mental health i'm going to be able to just go to that facility and you're going to have room for my child no you're lying because these people are coming from all over san bernardino they're coming from all over riverside hemet they're going to be transporting people in from outside of our community and most of us will never be able to really get treatment there what do you got Derek? Yeah, exactly. And they kept saying, so it's a 120 bed facility, right? Four stories. That was their, that was what they were saying. They're going to want to build. So just an idea also, right? They said the average stay is seven days. Okay. So at their facility, seven days, but that, that facility they're having is a inpatient and outpatient, right? So they said average seven days could be, could be less, could be longer. So they always go, they never give you a straight answer, but just so you guys have an idea, say that thing is filled with 120 people with mental health issues from all over Riverside and they only stay seven days. That means every seven days there could be 
you know how many people and they kept saying they kept harping on that point too like don't worry we're gonna transport them we're gonna make this is not gonna affect crime this is not gonna affect homelessness in Temecula we guarantee it we promise yeah yeah how how can they even say that that this isn't gonna affect crime like how how can you say that conf that's crazy that you make that claim and they were completely lying because I wrote the question because like I said I used to work in the rehab I know like that people come in and they only want to stay 10 days because that's when their insurance pays at 10 days. And here's the thing, right? I wrote the question, what about the, the uh, patients at AMA, which is people could leave a facility or a rehab against medical advice. It happens all the time at rehabs. Now, I heard a lady mumble in the crowd. She must have been a nurse. So at this meeting, it was half, it was half like hospital nurses, which obviously they want the facility because that gives more jobs. They're well-paying jobs, right? So they have the incentive to like obviously hire more people and get better paying job and help people with the mental health issues. I'll give them that, right? But they don't understand the fact that people AMA all the time, even if the average day is seven days, you're not going to, if somebody has a mental breakdown, you're not going to cure them in seven days and send them home. So when they AMA, they don't have to get in your transportation, obviously, to going against medical advice. And I said, the lady murmured, like, that's very rare. That's such an extreme case. It is in the hospital if you have, like, a broken leg. or is very, Most people in a hospital, like, when you're in a hospital for an injury, you're not going to AMA because you're, like, staying there. But people AMA from mental facilities and, like, it's going to be a rehab. And touch on that, Danny. I'm probably about to, about the, oh, this is just for anxiety and depression, not substance abuse, but... Well, well, so so that's the other thing because I wanted to talk on what you brought up because you brought up an important question that nobody else was asking. Again, AMA is against medical advice. So for those of you that are listening, what that means is you have somebody who was brought to that facility that is has to do their seven days because they're schizophrenic. At any point, they can say, nope, I'm leaving. That is against medical advice. And there is literally nothing they can do. So they kept saying, oh, no, we're going to transport people in and out. And we only release people to other facilities or we release them to family members. Yeah, but what about the AMA people? And it's funny because you asked that question and the guy got on the mic and his answer kind of didn't really answer. And then somebody said, yeah, well, what if they don't want to get in the vehicle, your transportation? What if they don't want to get in there? And that was generous of you to call that lady in the crowd a nurse or something. Uh, I don't know what she does, but I recognize her from the board meetings, uh, from our school board meetings. Yeah, maybe and, she and she, wasn't, maybe she wasn't. But yeah, yeah, but you see, is she shouted from the crowd that it's a rare occasion, and then the gentleman, the the uh, the hospital representative, uh-huh. basically agreed with her and doubled down. Like, what the hell? You're the expert, right. and you're taking answers from the crowd. I grab my phone instantly so I can Google it because we can just Google it and, and see how rare it is. And unfortunately, for whatever reason, in the building, I didn't have service. But the first thing I did when we got in the car, you remember, Derek, is I Googled it. And let me, you can Google it yourself. Listen, what percentage of mental health patients leave AMA? Google it yourself. A study reveals that between 6 and 35% of voluntary psychiatric inpatients are discharged AMA. So what that means at the highest level, worst case scenario, if you have 100 patients that you're checking in every month, that means every month there are 35 at the worst that are just saying, nah, I'm leaving. You think a homeless schizophrenic from San Bernardino who gets bust all the way to Temecula is going to not understand that process of the game and going to want to go back on the bus and get sent back to San Bernardino? 
You think he's not going to want to stay in this town where we don't have homeless and issues like that? It's crazy, dude. And it was so funny too. So that part, so they didn't want to answer the AMA thing. And like, here's the thing, right? Most, they have an advantage over us with the school board and these medical facilities because most people don't know how they work. I wouldn't know how rehab work with the insurance and stuff unless I, but I happen to work in one. So I know the background of what's going on. And so that's why I asked that question. That's why he got caught off guard because most people don't know that term, but it happens all the time. Anyways, also the lady that was running it, this is a for-profit facility, right? <laughs> so for-profit means somebody's profiting. So one of the questions was like, yeah, who's like, how much money is this revenue going to bring in for Temecula pretty much was the question, I think. And the lady has the audacity to be like, well, no, there, there is no profit. And then I think the rebuttal was like, well, somebody must be profiting we off this. All, we're all profiting. No, she said nobody's profiting. <laughs> yeah, but, but she said, oh, we all benefit from it. Yeah, benefiting, is, benefiting in the way that like the city's going to be nicer and we're helping people with, with issues. But for her to say... Like we're that dumb in this day and age that nobody is profiting on a for-profit mental facility, right. and she expects us to swallow that bullcrap and be like, oh I, "Oh, I guess the governor and the hospital just chose just not. They don't want to make money off this stuff." So real quick, like again, this is our perspective. Okay, our perspective is that you have a medical industry that is looking to come into our town and extort our town and our people. They're telling us that this facility is for us, but this facility is for all of Riverside County. This should be built up in Hemet. And let me tell you something. If you need, if you need mental health aid for your children or somebody you love, then you only got to go 20 minutes to Hemet. And if it's too full, then you drive the 60 miles anyways. I'd much rather do that than have a facility that I agreed to that doesn't have any room for me down the street. Then I have to go the 60 miles anyways. I think it's just BS. Why? The other question that I felt they, they were dancing around is if this is a facility to meet the need of Riverside County, why not have it in a more centralized location for Riverside County? Yeah, this and is the tip of Riverside. Yeah, County. and and their response was, "Well, we have the land here. We have the facility here, and land's expensive." Have Bro, you seen Hemet? There's land. There's land all Hemet. over yeah. Hemet. You got. Yes. You're gonna spend billions to build this, regardless. What's another two million? What's another two million when you're spending billion? It's just like. Listen, they had a meeting to tell us about this facility, and I think this is a nightmare. They couldn't answer. And also the way they did the questions, they had us write it down on a on a friggin' um, note card and turn it in. And then the, the vice president of the, of the hospital here was reading them and giving the lady the note cards as he read them. And people were saying they didn't answer my question. People were asking questions and, and the, the vice, the vice president of the, I think he was the vice president, right? No, I think he was the CEO. Okay. The, so the CEO of like the hospital, whatever, whoever, some big wig from the hospital here was reading the note cards and handing them to her. It's like, listen, you, why can't we do an open exchange? They had a Q and a for our community and I think it was a nightmare and I'm extremely disappointed to see that we didn't have the turnout I expected we'd have at this Q and a, you know? Yeah. Maybe most people didn't know about it. Who knows? But yeah, this is not a, a good idea. 
And then they kept harping on the fact that this was not a substance abuse facility. This is they're not handling <laughs> detox, only anxiety and depression, right? But we all know substance abuse and anxiety and depression go hand in hand. But somebody's gonna be making money, right? Obviously. And for that lady, the owner would be like literally telling everybody that nobody, not a single person, is actually profiting from this is insane to yeah. me. It's a it's a poor, it's a for profit facility. Yeah. Like what what are we even talking about? And then they said, oh, and then they said, we're gonna serve the community as long as you have the right insurance. Like what? And then Come and on. then yeah, so you have to have the insurance, right? And then they go, uh, somebody asked, well, are you gonna do gender transitions there and stuff? And that psychiatrist they had, I think her name was Quijada. She was not doing them any favor. She was a horrible speaker. And she, the way she spoke was like a typical psychiatrist. And the story she told, I don't know if they have this meet on video, but please watch it. The one in the red dress, you'll get a kick out of the way she, she speaks in general. But anyways, she would jump up and say like, well, we're not not going to, but you know, it's not our main, you know, main idea. So they kept going, we're not not going to, but no and yes, yes and no. Oh, what's this question? They're starting to become, they were starting to get like, you could tell they're getting pissed off by the questions, I think. Here's, a, here's another thing that frustrated me. Um, when questions like that got asked, right? Yeah. This lady who's going to basically be running the facility right. was, <laughs> oh my God. She would like laugh. Like, yeah. like literally, yeah. this is the community, lady. You're laughing at the things, yeah, yeah. You're laughing at the things that the people within this community are concerned about. You think that helps you? It was just, it was just crazy. But I want to say this, and I want to speak to everybody in Temecula and all the listeners. And if you feel like I'm, I'm throwing shots at you, then so be it. It is what it is. But I'll say this: if this was an abortion clinic, all you would have showed up to fight each other. But when we have something medical coming into our town and we should show up to stand together, nobody shows up. You guys want to show up to fight on your ideologies, fight each other, fight your own community on the ideologies you believe, but on something that we should all stand on, nothing but crickets, nothing but old people who are concerned about people jumping over their fence. Where are all the people who are at the school board meetings and talk about their concern for kids and our community? Yeah. What, what is going on, dude? I'm not sure. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if people are getting burnt out or folks on the school board or maybe this, like I said, maybe this went under the radar. I don't know. You know, the hospital, I'm sure, does not want this out. This was a special mercy meeting that got brought up. And actually, I mean, the people that showed up must have been on our side mostly because almost all the questions, there wasn't one positive question, if I recall. There were all questions that like, what about the AB, like the certain bills and the journey transition and, and the AMA. And like these people could not answer the question because... They're lying. Just like these people just lie to our face, like about the transportation. And yeah, for them to say, I guarantee this will not cause any crime or homelessness. Like, okay, go look at every city where they have these facilities and take a look around. When I worked in the rehab in 2014, the homeless people that were homeless back then are still in Temecula. They got busted from other places, but decided to stay here. I see them walking around still to this day. Almost like nine years later, I'm like, oh, there's a uh, Josh, you know, like I remember that guy from the rehab, like, man, they stay in this, and that's just, and that was a small outpatient faith-based organization. You know why they can't survive? Because there's no money in outpatient. There's only money in like serious, uh, 
like that seven day stay, which is odd. They kept saying seven days because that's normally the, the seven days is like the time of a detox. Like it's either seven days detox or thirty days like inpatient. So for them to keep on harping on seven days for a mental health fifty one fifty. Oh, and then they kept talking about. Uh, don't worry, these are people with insurance from our community and they have to be referred by their doctor. But then they jump up and go, the emergency room doctor was saying, well, this is really going to clear out the emergency room. So I'm sitting back wondering, I was like, well, if you show up to the emergency room on a Saturday night having a manic episode, what are you going to call your doctor at 2 a.m. and get the referral to go to that facility? Like, that's not how it works either. So I was talking to a nurse that works at the Temecula Valley Hospital and they literally just keep those people waiting in the emergency room until Monday till they get a hold of the doctor. So those people are, since they care so much about all the, you know, all the people of the city, blah, blah, blah. But they'll let you sit in the emergency room for like three days because they want you as a patient for that seven days. They want the money. It's for profit, remember, even though no one's profiting. So they must be running it horribly. But they will let you sit in the emergency room for days on end. Ask any nurse probably that works at Temecula Valley about the emergency room. So they'll let you stay there. So then it clicked on my head. I'm like, oh, they keep them there just having a fit and then just wait till Monday to call their doctor or, or have some doctor give the referral. The bottom line is if this opens up and they say it's going to be in five years, so like at least we're finding it right now, it will cause these people, I guarantee you, mark my words, will AMA and just be homeless and stay on the street in Temecula. Like, who wouldn't? You think a homeless person wants to live in San Bernardino or Riverside or Hemet or Temecula? Like, use common sense, right? And then these people are here for anxiety, depression, mental health issues. So they're not rational people. So, like, they're not going to, like, just want to go back to the crap hole wherever they came from. So and it's just crazy. Oh, oh, one last thing. It's ironic to me that... They're complaining about having no beds and all this stuff. The medical industry in the hospital caused this problem. They've been giving our kids Adderall, Xanax, Ritalin, Prozac, Zoloft, everything. They've been dosing our kids on that stuff. The drugs they dose you on when you're getting off drugs or go for anxiety, depression, lithium, Seroquel, you can look into those and see the side effects. It's funny that... Most of our population of Americans are on some type of antidepressant, yet we have the highest suicide rates and depression of all time in our world right now. And then, during COVID, it's well known, they fired all the nurses and doctors that wouldn't get the shot. So then they complain, they're lying saying there's no beds. I've been to Mecca Valley Hospital. They have a whole third floor that's open with beds. They just don't have the staff there to help out because they fired half the people. So now we have these people coming into our city and going, uh, uh, we really care about everybody. So we're going to build a, a mental ward pretty much. And I know it's right next to the, you know, the church, the school right there. But, and don't worry, they're not going to get let out. You know, we need to help these people. It's like they've caused the problem. So, I mean, I, I agree. I agree. And, and I think the other thing is that, like, like right now they're pitching us all the sunshines and rainbows. And that, that's what we need to acknowledge. What we need to acknowledge is that this is just the beginning. They, they don't even have a permit to break ground. They're projected to not build this for five years. So this is just like, let's touch on the community and see what their concerns are and see how we can work our way around that. Right. And so they're pitching us in the perf their perfect scenario. They're they're 
sunshine and rainbow. We're going to have people busing in and out until the construction costs more than they expected. And then they have trouble with staffing and then they have to worry about the salaries of their employees. So then they have to do budget cuts and figure out how they can make money because this is a for-profit facility that's looking for specific insurances in order to bill. So what do you think is one of the first ones that's probably going to get cut when it comes to the brass tax of it? When the CEO has to take a $100,000 pay cut or we can just cut our transportation unit. Oh, what are we going to do instead? Hey, how about we just bus them? We'll just give them bus passes. Yeah. That's what this can turn into. And when that happens, we don't have a say at all. That's what they do too. I think everyone too at this city meeting, when you listen to these so-called leaders of the hospital speak, they just bloviate and don't say anything. And I think, I honestly think people are starting to catch on and get pissed off that these people, they're like politicians. They never answer a question directly. They hem-haw, they pull in your emotional heartstrings. Yeah, they, they sell you rainbows and you know unicorns about how great this is gonna be for the community. And then, and then the wording they use, so they go, we offer them transportation. In the lingo of like the rehab and mental health, that's a bus ticket. If that person gets on the bus or not, they have no control over. So they're just lying with words. Like technically it is transport. Like, so if they have, when these people end up, if this gets built and they end up on the street, they're going to come back and say, well, we got on the bus. We can't force them on the bus if they AMA'd. And then all of us going to be like, see, we told you that's what they were going to do after they made their money off the seven days. So, so real quick. So I think it's important you know, um, listen, I, I just want to circle it back and make sure that all of us understand, Hey, I'm not against mental health facilities. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Marine veteran. I've dealt with my fair share of depression and PTSD. I've lost a lot of friends and things like that. I have family members who've dealt with things. I'm not against this. I'm not. What I'm against is being lied to. And these people showed up and they pitched us this beautiful scenario like this facility is going to be exclusively for us. If that was the case, I'd be all about it because I know that it won't be my neighbor's son that's going to become homeless because it's my neighbor's son. So when he gets admitted, he's going to be released and back at my neighbor's house. But that's not the freaking case. This is a, a, a facility for all of Riverside County. So when you need it, the likelihood of them having room for you is it's it's just up to luck. It's up to luck. So again, I'm not against mental health facilities, but don't come here and say that this is for me because it's more than likely when I do need it or somebody in my family does need it, you're not going to have room for them. I, I don't understand what we're talking about here, you know, and I just I, I want us to be united on something. And I think that this is something that as a Temecula resident, we can all stop and go, wait, hold on. Why are they trying to sell us this? So this is this is what I think the problem is. I think that the problem is going to be at the casino. I think it's very important that we reach out to the tribe over there and make sure they're aware of what's about to happen because those people who get released AMA, where do you think they're going to go? They're going to go to the casino. They're going to go look for drugs. They're going to go to Old Town. They're going to go look to drink. And what do you think that's going to bring into our town? If there is a need for drugs, who else do you think that welcomes into our town? Drug dealers, fentanyl, a lot of issues that are going to affect our the price, the pricing of our houses, our our 
our children, our whole community. This is something that we can all get behind. We were called out to talk about this. Well, we were called out to go to the event, to check it out. And upon our arrival and listening to what they were saying, I I was I was shocked. I'm shocked that not more people are up in arms about this. So I'm hoping that more people can come out. Hey, if what we're saying is wrong and anybody has any pushback, reach out. Come on an episode. Let's talk about it. I'm perfectly fine with having dialogue. You guys know this. But again, I'm not complaining about this because this is some conspiracy theory, right? Because that's what they complain about with us a lot. Oh, this isn't happening. No, 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 no. This is an issue. This is happening. I just explained to you everything that happened at the Q&A and you didn't even think to show up. But if this was anything else, you would show up to fight back on your community members. So I'm hoping that we can get people to show up to join us and take arms with us on this. Yeah, yeah, that was good. I mean, I was shocked, like I said, I don't know why I'm shocked by this, but I was shocked at the level of incompetence that run the hospital. Even though I know I've had horrible experiences at Temecula Valley, but it's scary. And once again, right, we're coming from, I'm coming from this, so is Danny and so like, you know, I'm not afraid of getting attacked by a, a, a mentally unstable homeless person or something. I'm not worried about myself. I'm worried about the kids in the community or women walking in front of Ross or Walmart when these people get let out on AMA. Those are the people that are going to be in danger. None the, also, like I said, they're going to open this thing up literally right next to like Rancho Christian, the, the school. It's like you want to ask, would you want to, would you want a, uh, you know, Salvation Army Homeless Center right behind in your backyard, like next to your house. If you had a bunch, like, use common sense. Stop falling for these people's fake emotional pleas. And they're, they live in this fantasy, like, ideological world where, like, nothing bad happens. We're just helping people with mental health issues, you know? They, like, live in this la la land of, like, they make no sense and I, and they lied. They can never answer the question. If they had a good standing on like what they truly believed and like what the truth is about the facility, they'd be able to answer all of our questions in like a straight up manner. But like this is this was worse than almost like the school board, the way these people answer the questions and their condescending attitude. You know, they actually had the nerve to be like, well, yes and no. And <laughs> like you said, and sit back down, it's like, what that? What kind of answer was this? Like, was she serious? And then she sat back down. And then the last thing, they always have to intertwine. So the, the psychiatrist went up and told this fake story real quick about, oh, I had this patient named Anna. She was 42 and she was depressed. <laughs> but, you know, she came to a facility and, you know, she was depressed, right? And then, and, and her husband, he was addicted to porn. He was an alcoholic. They were not sleeping together anymore. But she came to a facility like this, and in seven days, we treated her. And you know what? She went back home, and not only did she get better, but the rest of her family, her children got better because when she is not depressed, the rest of her family is not depressed. And then her husband stopped drinking. He stopped watching porn and they started sleeping together. Yay! Like that. I swear. Yeah, that's that's, that's exactly what you did. But hold on, but hold on. How about this? There was a question that was asked, right? And then she got up and like to answer the question, she goes, I'd also like to add that Anna almost lost her job and then sits back down think about that 
It's like, bro, we want our answer, our question answered. And the way she did that too, just so I can like, so you paint the picture. She's sitting in the front row, the microphone, you got to get up to walk up to the podium. So someone asked a question about a job, but this lady felt the need to get up and go, oh, by the way, Anna had a job. The fake person she made up. She just went that little sentence, got up, walked up and goes, oh, by the way, guys, Anna had a job and then sits back down. And like the whole room is like, what the hell? I mean, like, is this for real? Is she for real? Like, yeah, you know. Um, a- a- anyways, guys, uh, we're gonna wrap this up. This was a quick episode. Um, we showed up to the Q and A. You know, uh, we we asked questions. Derek was the one who asked the AMA question. I was the one who asked how they're gonna deal with the 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 people who show up that are on drugs and they didn't even answer that. They said, Oh, well we would just refer them to a drug treatment facility. It's like, Oh yeah. Cause they kept harping. This is not a drug treatment facility. It's like, well, wait, but it's, you're going to get druggies there. I mean, whether you're a treatment facility or not, you're going to get druggies there. So anxiety and depression. And once again, is such a vague term. Anybody could have anxiety and depression. And I found it once again funny that they were harping. This is not substance abuse only for anxiety and depression. Are you doing gender transitions there? Well, we're not not going to. You know, we're open to, like, you know, it's like, what are you guys exactly doing? And then they had the lady that was all about the, at, like, her specialty was in adolescence. And she said something weird, too, about the schools. They didn't know anything about the bill being passed, about, like, they supposedly didn't know about if I think of a kid who wants to transition at a certain age or whatnot and go to the hospital, you know, all that stuff for like, these people should know the bills that are getting passed in California. Well, well, I, I think it's just important that like when our community asks those questions and then you laugh and you're dismissive of the question and then you don't really answer the question, you give like an answer that's like not direct. Like you could, if it's no, then no is the answer. But if it's yes and you don't want me to know it's yes, then you would say no, kind of, sort of, uh, yes and no. And those are kind of the answers that we were getting for stuff like that. So uh, listen, guys, I, I I, don't know how far along this is. Like I said, I think we need to speak to the people who run Pachanga. I think we need to speak to the um, small businesses that are sure all school. along o- old, old town. Um, yeah, I mean, we should go talk to that school and that church right there. I mean, I think this is something that our community can get behind as a whole. I don't care where you stand politically. I don't care where you stand with the whole board situation. Like, give me a reason why this is good for Temecula. Why is this beneficial for us in our community and our, in our families and our children? It's not. This is a medical organization that's coming to leech off off of our community and we will feel the repercussions of it just so they could line their pockets and pay CEOs and pay psychiatrists and they don't care about us. And I feel like that was pretty clear in the Q&A. So um, I don't know what's next for them. They have to go through all sorts of approval and city council has to approve it again. This is uh, it's projected not to break down, not to break ground on this for another five years. But, you know, they, they picked a hell of a time to come out and pitch this to us. All the chaos in our community. There's a lot of other things that our community's kind of focused on. And they chose five years out to come and address the community about this thing. Uh, that's pretty shady to me. Something that we should start paying attention to. And then I'll end on this. I think they're trying to slide it in because they're creating like more ER beds. They had a couple things that they were building for that hospital 
this little behavioral behavioral health facility hospital was like the fourth thing that they they weren't calling it like a, you know it's not they just cha- behavioral health thing also quote unquote you know rehab or whatever um they try to slide it in with all the rest of the stuff being built and somebody must have caught on obviously and did the research about what it is so thank god whoever like pointed that out um but the dude did have like a freudian slip because he's like yeah when we start building or like we're gonna build this and i mean and he's like i mean you know well this is like the projected plan so i don't know if we caught this early enough i think we did actually if that's the truth about they don't want to go for like another five years um but yeah the community you know you guys got to be aware of the stuff that's going on they're gonna you know they're gonna do this stuff all the time they do with the school board they do with the recall they do with the hospitals unfortunately i think like all of our institutions are just taken over by either incompetent people or people that just truly have bad intentions. So now that everybody's pretty much awake, I think, after the last three years, you know, start calling these people out, ask some questions to their face, do a little bit of research. You know, it only takes you a quick Google search. Like you said, it's like, if you could have done that right there, you could have, you know, you know, shouted, shouted back at her. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Right there. I could have yeah. just been like, you're wrong. It says right here it's in so Google, yeah. 36%, up to 36% of people, you know, it's just, it's crazy guys. Let's, let's come together on. Oh, you know what else I found interesting? I was speaking to that ER doctor after the event. All right. Mm-hmm. And he told me, so, uh, one of the head people for this facility lives in San Diego, the older guy, the older guy in the suit. Right. And he stood up and he said like, that he was the one who built the facility in um, Rancho Bernardo. That ER doctor said to me, you know, all the times I've sent people inpatient to facilities, I've never sent one to Rancho Bernardo. I didn't even know there was a facility like this in Rancho Bernardo. So this is a facility probably for like a bunch of specific medical insurance, a bunch of rich people. So it makes you question the interest that he now has in this. You're trying to say this is for a middle class community. No problem. But the, the, the guy behind it opened up another facility that a doctor here in Temecula has never, ever sent anybody to and didn't even know exist. The other thing that he said is that lady, that psychiatrist, he said he's been here for years, for years. And he's been an ER doctor for years over there at the hospital. If she's so involved in Temecula and she really cares about our community, then why the hell is that the first time he's ever seen? or heard of her interesting that's what he said this is these are his words well yeah i mean i know she's been around for a while like i said she was the psychiatrist back like 2000 maybe 16 15 16 so but yeah like i said she i don't know if that was that meaning on video if it is you guys should go find it and watch it it's like pretty hilarious watch the q a part you can watch the whole thing but uh yeah, we got to stand up and like really make our voices heard on this subject too, just like we did with the school board. So, well, anyways, guys, um, please, if you got any information, if you're interested in getting involved, if you have any ideas on how we can further inform our community about this and what's going on, hey, I really do care about our community. You know, Derek and I both started this about finding the truth and getting to the truth. It's not that we believe we are the truth. It's that we're just always probing for it. And when we show up to question and A's and things seem fishy and you're not really answering questions, makes me wonder where the truth on this is. And it it, it requires all of us to find it. So I hope you tune in. I hope you help out. I hope you share the video and reach out if you got some info. All right, guys, we'll catch you later. Thanks for checking us out.
All right, see you later, guys.